This is the Momentum Podcast. When it comes to making an impact in your business, there comes a point in time in your entrepreneurial journey where you must shift your focus to building a team. And in order to continue to grow your business once you have a team, you must learn how to trust that team, delegate effectively, and become the leader that can run the organization that you want to have. In this special episode of the Momentum Podcast, we're going to share with you a clip from a recent event where Alex is interviewing four operators that are helping run some of the larger companies in our membership. They're going to share with you some of the insights that they've learned on how to develop the relationship that they have with their CEO, how to make decisions better within the company, and how to build this level of mutual trust so that they can create momentum on the team and not feel like they're constantly putting out fires in the business. This panel is going to give you incredible perspective, and I can't wait for you to hear it. I hope you enjoy. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny. We define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Deanna, I would love to uh, have you introduce what I think is going to be a very exciting operator panel. Absolutely. So we have four folks that we're going to be um, having on the panel today. We have Adam Liette, Ashley Patterson, Christos Rashi, and Alice Wo. Is it woo or woo? I don't want to say it wrong. Oh, it's woo. Thank you. <laughs> woo. Okay, perfect. Um, so the reason why I selected these four is that as coaches, we're on the daily support calls and we're the ones who are interacting with people in the program on a regular basis. And what happens, it's really interesting because generally what happens is new members will come in and we'll meet the CEO first and then maybe an operator is added in or we meet them both at the same time. But the operator, there's a shift that happens where the operator is the one who's showing up to the daily support calls most regularly to get answers to questions. And so everyone that is on this panel, um, I selected because they, to me, have one of the most important qualities that will help ensure that the application of the cadence is something that goes successfully and smoothly in your organization. And it's a deep sense of curiosity mm. and wanting to ask questions and legitimately wanting, you can see it, like the wheels are turning when they're asking questions because they really legitimately want to understand how all of the pieces and all of the parts fit together. And I can tell you that without question, every single one of them, like I'm getting chills just saying it, the way that you all are showing up now compared to when you showed up when you were, you know, when you were fresh or you'd been to your first or, you know, summit, it's completely different. You've completely transformed and changed. And so we talk a lot about what happens to the CEO, but what happens to the operator is just as significant. And so um, I'm honored that you all said yes, and I'm going to hand it over to Alex. Oh, thank you, Deanna. This is such a great introduction. Um, and I've, I've been excited about this since Deanna told me who's going to be on this panel because I have a massive amount of respect for all of you. And when we're in events, the participation, what you bring to it is just extraordinary. So I know this panel is going to be awesome. So I want to start with uh, with with a question and like give you a second to think about it here. What's the biggest challenge in the business as an operator that you personally have overcome in the last 90 days? What's the biggest challenge that you have moved forward in the last 90 days? And it doesn't have to be 90 days. We can go back six months. Um, but 
I want, you know, we, I always say 90 days because it's since the last summit. So if you think about between the last summit and now, what's, what's a challenge that the business was having? What's something that you've modified to make things better for you? What's something that has gotten easier for you? Does any one of the four of you, actually, you look like you already have something in mind. Okay. First, I have to just give feedback. We are operators and process people, and it makes us really uncomfortable to be put on the spot. I, I'm speaking for everyone else, but I would guess that you guys would agree. So like having question, questions in advance would make us happy. I know. <laughs> you know what happens? Because you're operators, you come back with like an 8,000-word essay. And so I really like it better this way. So you want to go, okay, fair enough. Fair. Is that fair? Yes, like, it is. You know, I, I get it. I get it. And, and I, I want to honor the fact that you are organization people and that this is difficult, but at the same time, I really want candid responses here and I want us to get into a discussion. And so um, maybe what we'll do next time is give you the questions like 15 minutes in advance. But if we give them to you too far in advance and you show up and it's like a speech. So, <laughs> kind of, doesn't that resonate with everyone who understands their operator? Like, you know, what I'm saying is a hundred percent true and look christos is nodding because he'd be like oh yeah i would written a speech yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um but but it's nice to see my my fellow operators agreeing that they they too feel the same anxiety when they're put on the spot and don't get a chance to plan um but yes i i did think of something um the biggest shift for us or the biggest <laughs> challenge that um i would feel like we've overcome in the last 90 days is um creating metrics um mm we still, I can't say that that's marked off. There is still a very long way to go. Um, but we at least have started to track some very critical metrics that we need to make better decisions. So at the last summit, um, there was some conversation around making decisions off of feelings, especially uh, five core functions. Maybe it wasn't the summit, maybe it was a separate um, training, but um, around the five core functions and how oftentimes we look at them and just say, well, I feel like we're here. Uh, it feels like we're performing at this level instead of having the data to make um, better and more strategic decisions. And so we've started to uh, collect the data and create the systems that we need to be able to collect the data to make more strategic decisions. What has that done for you as the operator, actually? Like, well, personally, what has that done for you? I mean, it, I guess it takes the takes a little bit of pressure off mm. um, because it's not, uh, I don't know, one, it makes it help, to, it helps to make decisions, right? And so it's not like it's more efficient and mm -hmm. we all like when things are more efficient. Um, and I think it takes some of the responsibility off just as a team, because it's like, okay, this is the reality. Um, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in feelings. And so it's nice to just see the, see the picture for what it is. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, to have, to have the clarity of what's really yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ashley, that's a really good one. Thank you. Thank you. Which one of the three of you would like to go next? I am happy to go next. Thank you, Alice. Awesome. All right. Also, Deanna, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I, I feel that um, being put on the spot thing, because yesterday when we were at the CEO panel, I took notes and I tried to guess the questions for today, but I haven't guessed them so far. So <laughs> I have notes literally right here. So, um, so, okay. So does anybody doubt we would have gotten a speech? <laughs> would have gotten an essay. Right. Very, yeah. With points, laser light show, little smoke and mirrors. Full point font, sans serif, all that. So I guess one of the biggest challenges that we had to overcome is completely related to what Ashley said, but I didn't have the evidence at the time and I had to call it out based on the symptoms I was seeing. So in my one-on-ones, I was seeing that everyone was burning out and we did time studies and I found out that everything in their day was already optimized and all the time is being used up and people were working overtime. Mm. So I was noticing that piece. And I was also noticing the amount of projects in the waterfall. And I think we had gotten to a state of kind of passiveness. We'd been sitting in this reality for so long that we're like, oh, this is fine. Everything's on fire, but it's fine. The fire feels warm now. So I, I had to, I reached a point where my cup was 
half empty at this point. And I didn't think I could keep going. And I had to have a really frank and really uncomfortable conversation with the CEO. And I think I was an instance of honestly writing up also an essay and thinking about how to say it in many different ways. Because saying no, I think was one of the hardest things in not knowing how to do it without hurting someone or taking away something that means so much to someone because I know how much the business means to the CEO. So telling them that first I, I was burning out and I, I needed a two week break and also that the teammates were burning out and something needed to change, but I wasn't sure what yet, but we need to slow down to figure out through analysis what that was. And that's what led us to the conclusion that Ashley is at now, that we need better metrics because we were choosing projects based on the five core functions without any evidence. And people would add things to the waterfall saying, oh, I think lead generation is suffering. And I'd be like, okay, well, why is it suffering? Because of X, Y, and Z. And I didn't have any counter evidence. So I'd be like, okay, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And then someone else would come in their department and say, I think there's something suffering in delivery. And it's this serious. And I'd be like, I, I haven't seen it. And they would bring their evidence, but I wouldn't have any counter evidence. So things would keep justifying until we built up to 15 projects for a team of seven people. And now we are at a hard reset and we're down to, I think it's just two projects per quarter. So awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, you know, I forgot to set context. So Ashley, you work with the creators law firm, Alice, you, can you share who you work with in the CEO you serve? Oh yeah. So Vanessa Laos, we just work, um, her company is Vanessa Lau International, but we sell a, a course also that teaches coaches how to um, create businesses using coaching. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I'm not the salesperson. You can tell. <laughs> well, you know, here's, here's why we do this panel. And, and I want to, I want to like, I want every CEO, every person who owns a business to really listen to this, because what, what we're hearing is the psychology of the people who do the stuff that we're terrible at. And it's so important for us to understand it. And what we just heard, Vanessa, I want you to just like, can you, can you give me a little more information on when you said it's so hard to say no as an operator? Like, tell me, tell me what, cause you know, here's every CEO is like, why is it hard to say no? I say no all the time. I could, you know, people are telling me to do stuff all the time. I could don't care. It's, it's a totally different, um, totally different process for you. Right. Can you share Alice? Hmm. Part of it is the overthinking as well. So I understand how much the business means to the CEO. I know that they work the extra hours because purely out of just love for the business. And I know that sometimes when I say no to something, it's taken, it can be taken personally. So I've tried multiple different approaches um, indirectly, such as giving the evidence and letting them walk to their own conclusions that maybe this is too much work. Um, but sometimes that's a really long-winded approach and it doesn't, I know you people, like looking at the disc profile, directness is what they value. So I tried the direct approach and sometimes that also hurts. So I, I think that's where I, I'm a little bit stuck. So sometimes I try a bit of both and um, it's, it's still a work in progress, but it seems to be if I try a couple of times, usually there's a moment where there's a point of clarity and that's when I can break through but it's that persistence. And sometimes that gets a little bit tiring, I think, because you think that you've done everything you can, but um, I think that's probably the difficult part. I'm not even sure if I've answered your question. No, you did. You did. And, and Alice, you know, I, I, by the way, I just want to acknowledge this really, this is difficult for operators and operators who are out there, like we're going to ask you to be on a panel someday. So just know, like you can do this. You can think on the spot and you can give really valuable answers. That, that answer was incredibly valuable. And I also want you to give yourself some grace and, and, and credit because Vanessa yesterday, when I listened to how, when I look at the transformation in Vanessa from where you were to where you are now, when she was talking about going from 15 projects to two projects and the confidence with what she was talking about, here's what I knew that behind it, you had something to do with that because CEOs don't come to that conclusion on their own. It needs to be reflected to them over and over and over again. And then, like you said, something like finally breaks through and they say, Oh Maybe this is what's going on. So give yourself massive credit for making that change. It's huge. It's huge. That, that sometimes that takes years and years and years to happen in a business. You've done it in a very short period of time. That's so validating. Wow. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. Like I, I want you, I want you to go back and watch that recording. If you ever feel like you, like you're not making progress because the other 
one of the things we all have to understand about our operators is they don't recognize their own progress ever, ever. Like to get an op operator to take credit for themselves, like doesn't like they won't do it. Uh, like sometimes I compliment Haley and she jokes back and then I just keep complimenting her until she accepts it. And you know, you, you, th that's how, that's the operator personality type. They're a rescuer. In fact, sometimes compliments make them uncomfortable. Would you forward that validate that? Like sometimes when you get it right, it's like, no, 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 do not compliment me. I'm still working on that. Right. It's not done. It's not perfect yet. And so, um, the progress that I witnessed yesterday was extraordinary. Alice, congratulations. Thank you. So, um, Christos, let's hear from you uh, and who you work with, the company, who you work with, and then answer the same question. Um, last 90 days, most significant. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's funny I'm saying this right now, but like I'm COO of Above Ab, but the last summit, we really got a lot, a lot out of, there was one segment where you guys were diving deeper into the, the titling of the position. You know, I went from being a lead generator to being COO. And so that transition was a, a very mind altering experience. Um, but I work for Above App. Um, we're a consulting company that uh, we help aspiring entrepreneurs start their businesses online. Right now, we're focusing on uh, Amazon dropshipping. So for us, it's very interesting because we're such like a niche category and coming into a program like this and getting to communicate with all these people on, you know, in law firms and all these other different kinds of industries has been amazing. But um, CEO is Dominic Carney. Uh, he's unfortunately not on this today. So I'm, I'm off the hook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did, I did want to say just to add to, to what Ashley and Alice said, you know, Deanna reached out to me about this a couple of weeks ago and I was like, <clears throat> And then I hopped, I didn't respond. I was like, I don't know what to say to this. You know, like I felt so on the spot. And then I hopped on a daily support call and, and Deanna was there. I was like, I'm going to get back to you. I promise. <laughs> I just got to think about it. Um, but I really do appreciate you guys giving me this opportunity to speak. Um, something that, that I've changed personally since like I've become a part of this program is, is understanding that it's a team effort. And I know that that's so simple, but that really has been a big thing for me. You know, when we started, we were a very, very small team. We focused very, very heavily on our metrics and our milestones because it was such a small team and, and, and that I'm a huge data guy. I'm the tech guy. So like I started with the, with the metrics and milestones, like one of the first things we did. And mm -hmm. so, um, which is great, but as the team starts growing and you have all this data, um, you start to realize that, wait, I created that data based off of what I think is like the best data to pull. And so lately, I've really been working with the team to, to modify those metrics and make them easier for them so that I'm not asking for irrelevant information and, and really just working with my team to see exactly what they think we need instead of what we had originally set up and then just making them follow that to a T, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. Mm. And that's been super enlightening for us. And then also just having, you know, we're still in the process of rolling out the cadence um, and the waterfall, but the, the weekly TIs and the weekly check-ins with like the department heads has been awesome. Um, I thought I was going to get a ton of bite back, but once again, like realizing that it's a team effort and like empowering everyone else to feel like this is my, this is my lane. And like, they're allowing me to master my lane um, is a, is a, is a really cool feeling for me to, to one, see them progress the way that they have and like take the initiative that they have. Um, but then another thing that I'll tie it into is like, it's been also kind of tough because, because everyone's been crushing it so much, it's become like a standard that like, we should just always be crushing it. So then when someone ends up breaking down because they're overwhelmed, we're like, wait, like, why is that going on? You know? And so, now we're re we really are focused on getting the, the cadence in place so that we can have those targeted interactions to address that stuff before it blows up. Or, and another thing I wanted to mention is like, I'm so excited for the cadence just because, and even like the little bit that we've implemented because it's opened up that channel of communication so much and taken it away from that live 24 seven Slack channel. 
right? And like, I think, I think we can feel that. I mean, channel, the, the deadly Slack channel. It's never ending, you know? And so I was just reading an article on this the other day and it really, really hit home with me where it's 24 seven communication and dialing that in and having it, you know, more structured and more organized is, is, has been huge for us. And we have just started really rolling it out. So. What is that? What has that done for you personally? Like when you think about that, what has been the biggest shift for you as the operator? What I heard was, you know, realizing it's a team effort. When, when I hear that from an operator, what I hear, what I translate that to an operator languages, I'm not trying to do it all myself anymore. Yeah. And that was actually, that's hundred percent what it is. We, uh, on, on our, one of our support calls where, where Dom was on there and we we're with Deanna and um, it was so funny. Deanna, I don't know if you remember this, but you've, you've probably had this experience a hundred times, but um, Deanna was like, I'm going to say something right now and it's probably going to make you feel uncomfortable, but we got Dom in the passenger seat. Now it's time to get you in the passenger seat. And I just like froze up. I was like, what does that mean? You know, like I was so confused by her saying that I was like, how, like what? Um, and, and that's, that's really been the thing that, that shifted in my head where it's like, how do we get Christos in that strategic role so that he's not just always overwhelmed and doing the tactical stuff. Um, that's something that's really gotten my gears turning. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Really, really, um, it's awesome that, that like for you personally, that letting go and letting other people execute and having the team do it, that's, that's huge, man. The team effort is massive. And what I loved in what you said was that, you know, for operators, like this is, this is where the excitement comes in. When you get to give stuff away, you also get to see people grow. And you get to watch them step up and you watch them develop and you watch them shift into like, here's who we hired. And now this is this, like, this is what it's become. And it's that transformation is one of the most rewarding things. So I want you all to watch for it because as an operator, watching the people around you grow, that is an indication that you're doing the right things and you're doing the right, right. Like you're working in the right way. So when your team is growing, you're that, you're that emotional leader. They're growing because you're making the emotional safe space that they can. That's huge. So and I, I just want to add to that, Alex, because sure. we just had something that happened recently that really like emphasized this for me is like uh, when the team is growing, it's important that the team is growing the way that's like, that, that, that is natural to the team itself versus what we as the leadership team want, because I think recently we imposed on, on one of our team members that's been with us since the beginning that like, you're going to be a leader. You're going to be a leader. You're going to be in this leader position, you know? And then finally the time comes to put her in the leader, leadership position. And all of a sudden, like you, I can tell that, that, that resistance, you know? And so I, I had that conversation with Dom and, and he almost got kind of frustrated because he's like, well, we've been talking about it for like six, seven months. And I was like, yeah, but now when you put them in that position and they realize that wasn't what they wanted to do. So it's like, growth is also uh dependent on the, the the right growth right yeah that's so such a great point we want to we, we, we want to put people in their zone of genius and there is absolutely a concept of over promotion or over like giving people things that they aren't good at that they don't want like deanna was super clear with me when she first started she's like i don't ever want to have anything to do with sales i don't want to be in sales i don't i won't do sales calls like it, it she actually has gotten way involved in sales never done sales calls though and so by her drawing that hard line i'm like okay like i, I don't ever want to put her in a position where she's uncomfortable because when she talks about it you can actually feel the discomfort of like hey i really don't want to do this and so we did that i remember katie and i did that once and we moved a, a woman who worked with us from a position she was in a member services that she loved and she was so good on the phone we put her in sales after listening to her sales call like we actually really we over encouraged her we encouraged her so much we made it so she couldn't say no and after like five days in sales we listened to some of her sales calls and it was like horrible she was so uncomfortable she 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 like talked people out of buying our product more than once. And we went and sat down and talked with her and she's like, well, I don't like to be in sales. Cause I, like, I grew up in this house where money was really weird and you know, we never were able to spend anything. And so when people are talking about spending money, I get uncomfortable and I don't like to see people spend money. And when I go to the store, I take coupons and I have a list and I never impulse buy. And I was like, Oh man, we made such a massive mistake here because we never had the conversation. We just started the encouragement. And so take that to heart. I mean, your, your organization have the conversation first and see if there's interest. If there's interest, we can always train and develop. If there's fear and it's outside of their comfort zone and it's not in their personality, 
that is a place where you want to be very careful that you don't take a, a really great team member and put them in a really uncomfortable situation. So thanks for sharing that. Adam, I'll come to you, brother. Oh, I think I'm the one per I'm, I'm the only person who like when Deanna said, can you do this? I'm so accustomed to just saying yes to Deanna all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My mantra is do what Deanna says because it always works. So actually I was, I was looking back at the email and I didn't even read it as, can you be on the panel? I read it as, Hey, Adam, you're going to be on this panel. So it's just it's a foregone conclusion. Um, so yeah, last quarter I left, I left the last summit completely obsessed with process and workflows and just building that out for my team and myself. So that's been the story of the last quarter. Um, I, for, because of the way our team has grown, all the customer service stuff was still on my desk when we left last summit. I took a month to offload it. Like I completely downloaded my brain into this playbook I created and we hired, well, we didn't hire, we, I turned one of my part-timers into a, oh man, she's a true believer now, uh, but we brought her on full-time. She took it over and she ran, she's running with it. In three weeks, I was able to get her trained up on customer service, all of our processes, like even how to do manual fulfillment in Infusionsoft, like she has it now because of me downloading everything into this usable, workable format that she was able to work with and just, oh my gosh, that freed up like 20 hours a week of tactical time off my shoulders. Oh man. That's like the greatest feeling of all time. And I was able to then bring this team member on full time and she's just crushing it. Um, so yeah, and it's really crazy because this is the second time we tried to get it off my desk. We tried uh, before we joined Sharfin and like the team member was, he was capable. He wanted to do it until he was doing it and he realized he hated it. And it got to the point where I was like, either I either have to pull this off his desk and get him into something he is enjoying or I have to redeploy him. Yeah. So I like we just pulled it off his desk because I, I wanted to save him as an employee. So that was like that was the first part of deep process where I'm just downloading what was already working. But as a I, I, we're a music education company. So this past year, we've launched a new program uh, that we call living music. And it's basically 48 weeks of new content every single year, which wow. is a real undertaking for a team of our size. But like it, it's it's going spectacular on the on the business growth side but i could see my team was just struggling every sunday was like sunday we shouldn't work on sundays but every sunday night was like five of us on slack like doing the final details so we could ship on monday and i i could just feel the stress because i knew i was stressing so i went out and i bought this humongous eight foot bill or a whiteboard, put it on my wall. And I spent a whole week like, okay, this needs to work better. How can it work better? And from the desired output, I created what the workflow should look like, what our deep process needs to look like so that we can a deliver for our members, B keep our team members from going crazy and simultaneously looking to the future to see what musical use is going to be like three, four, five years from now. So I was able to create that. And then built a roadmap for our team to get there. So we're almost there. We're, we're on pace. Actually, next week will be the first week where we have stuff in the platform published one week before publication. And just the amount that's freed up our team to do. And I can just see it on their, on the, on their faces when we go into our weekly TI. We're not living by the, the firm deadline anymore. And you can just, it's freed up so much creativity and able to just do things that weren't possible a year ago. That's for sure. Weren't possible six weeks ago. Heck, I mean, it's, it's happening so quick and it's remarkable to see. Dude, what an incredible 90 days getting yeah. you, you basically got a part-time job in like half of a full-time job back in your time. And you've changed the way that you're delivering. So the team's not stressed anymore. Like Adam, that is, that's some intense work on the operator side, man. That's really extraordinary. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you took a vacation. Well, you know I what? did. I, it's my first vacation in three years. Okay. So so I'm, I'm, I'm bad at that. You. I want to pause because this is my next question. So this one's going to be hard for, for harder for operators than it is maybe for the rest of us. But I want to know if you look back at the last 90 days to six months, but really 90 days, what has been the most significant change for you personally? Like what is, what has been the biggest 
shift in your life by applying the content that you've applied? How have things shifted for you when you approach each day? And I know this is, this is actually when, when I talk about the psychology of the operator personality type, it's a personality type that I've obsessed over. In fact, I can meet someone and I talk to them for about five minutes and I know whether they're a really great operator or not. Like I can feel it. I can, because I feel like this protection and this, this vigilance and, um, you know, really great operators kind of don't have a lot of perspective about like what's helping them and what's great for them. So I want to hear. So Adam, sounds like uh, the reason I paused you is if this is the first time you took a vacation in three years, that's probably, probably, probably would have been the answer. <laughs> yeah. And like, I even deleted, I, I, I took all temptation out. I deleted Slack. I deleted like even my email account off my phone. So I'm like, I am disconnecting. I'm going to Disney. I'm bringing my family. It's all about my kids this week. Um, but day to day, like my planner, I used to not be able to really think lean forward. I was so in the day to day of running the business, protecting the team, working with our, our students, keeping things rolling on that, that I couldn't think past tomorrow, let alone next week. Now I'm able to really create projects for myself, collaborate with the CEO, where we're both moving on different tracks, but in the same direction. And it's just, it's enabling us to do bigger, more expansive marketing and business growth projects than were possible. It's just freed up all that brain space. And what was it like for you to delete Slack, delete email and go spend a whole week with your family? was really easy because my wife is very uh, determined. Uh, so she actually threatened. She checked, she inspected my phone. Um, Christopher actually, <laughs> he's the, everyone on the team, I told them, like everyone on the team was on Adam watch. If I, if my little green button went on Slack, Christopher was going to like delete my access for the week. Like they were, they were all like, there's this unified effort to make me stop working. And so I may, I, looking back, actually, I encouraged that. So I wouldn't have done that, but uh, yeah, I, I asked for help. Holy crap. How meaningful was that for your kids, Adam? I'm still like processing the fact that I never asked for help and I asked for help. Holy cow. That's my kids is, by the way. Yeah. My kids, we had the time of our lives. It was, they connect, we connected in a really deep way. And uh, there's no better place to do that than the happiest place on earth. That's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome, Adam. Um, I know Deanna's cheering you on right there. <laughs> Family's huge on Disney too. So uh, who would like to share next? I know this one's a little, little different. Alice, you moved. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, similar to Adam, actually, I, it was, kind of related to my first answer where I was able to go up to Vanessa and I asked for a two week leave. So it wasn't even vacation. I just knew it was for health for me to recharge. Um, and getting that support and having her listen to that felt incredible first, like being able to tell the team, honestly, um, felt like there was a level of vulnerability where it was like, we're okay. We're at this point in the business where we have processes where if I have to leave, nothing is going to break mm -hmm. and Vanessa is going to be okay. The team is going to be okay. And in fact, when I came back, I heard that with dialing back and pulling away so many projects and getting away from execution mode, um, I, I heard this thing about breathing room. Everyone had breathing room to finally sit with like analyzing what could be improved in their departments properly, like looking at the data. Before we weren't looking at data, we were just going off of, okay, I think this needs help. But people had time to actually look at the data and do the calculations, things like that. And um, it wasn't like back-to-back -back tasks. It wasn't mindless work. It was more intentional. And everyone mm -hmm. felt like they got this rejuvenated sense of purpose in their role um, when we slowed down. And I realized that if I do that, which is good for me, it also trickles down. So I, I really enjoyed that. And I think it was something you said as well yesterday. It was like when you create space in the business, when you pull back, it reveals another horizon of strategy and your team will rise to fill that space. 
and you'll see all the opportunities there in that new space that you've created. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened in creating that space. I, I got to see my family, my mom and dad and my brother came out. I was like, I have two weeks. Let's, we haven't seen each other since the lockdown. So it's been a year and that I realized how much I need that in my life. Like that's mm-hmm. what matters most to me outside of it, It's just an essential um, for me to function is people I love. And I have to always prioritize that people I love must always be a part of that equation. If I don't have that, I don't show up as the best person. I make mistakes. I stop noticing good things about other people. And I know how important that is to make team members feel valued um, mm-hmm. and feel seen too. But I need to see myself first in order to do that. Oh, that is so good. You have a level of self-awareness that's really rare, like very rare. It's so good. So, and congratulations on, on having that conversation and taking the time, because I know both of those things are hard. It's hard to have the conversation and it's hard to take the time and congratulations on doing it because it lets you see like, what is the, what's the, what's the byproduct of you pulling back. And like you said, when you pull back, that's healthy for you. It's also healthy for the business. And then you see the strategy. So God, I love, I love how you articulated that. Adam, are you still processing that you asked for help? No, I was thinking, just listen to what Alice said. I was going, holy cow, this is great. So I was- <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Cause, cause same with you, you know, Adam, like the same thing that, 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 you know, um, as an operator where you, where you feel issues in the business and you ask for help to fix them, where you feel issues, what's going on with you and you ask for help to fix it, you're actually building the foundation of the business. And it's so hard to draw that. Like when I ask for help, I'm building foundation, but that's the reality. I've done this for a long time. And the more an operator learns how to ask for help, the more the operator learns how to say, this is what I need. The more the operator learns how to put up personal boundaries, the more the business will grow. And so congratulations to both of you. I love those both. Um, Ashley, can I come to you next? I'm struggling with this one, Alex. I just, I am. It's giving me some anxiety actually. Um, So, because I'm, because I'm, I, I don't know how to answer And my, my inclination is to say, ask Takora because she can tell you what personal (laughs) growth that she's seen better than I can tell you. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is I've gotten a taste of what it's like to be in a more strategic position Mm -hmm. and, um, man, does it feel good to not know everything that's happening in the business, which is really scary at the same time, but it feels really good when I get on a daily huddle or or an office shutdown. We've started actually um, asking everyone, what's one thing you marked off your to-do list today or made significant progress on? And I love being surprised that there are people taking care of things that I didn't have to tell them to do. And that I'm actually not this like puppeteer pulling all the strings anymore. Mm. Um, and that feels really good. Um, like I said, it's still just a taste, um, but it gives me the vision or the idea of where I'm, the direction that I'm headed in. And, and what I, now that I have a taste of it, I want more of it. Um, and I'm able to see that I'm making a bigger contribution to the business, really providing business advice and really partnering with Takora and decisions for the business. Um, man, it feels really, really good. So Ashley, the fact that you started this with anxiety and then gave such a brilliant answer, I just want to reflect back to you because here's what I heard in your answer is that what's been most significant for you is you've let go. One of the hardest thing for operators to do is let go. Yeah. Right. See, it it even causes anxiety saying the two words. It's like, I just heard the words let go. I have to breathe through it. (laughs) But, but Ashley, here's, here's why this is so extraordinary and so significant because in you entering into the early stages of letting go, you're releasing the business to grow beyond what you can carry around in your head. Does Does that resonate? Yeah. I feel like you need to say it again. 
Yeah. So you're releasing the business to grow beyond what you can carry on in your head, carry around in your head. And you know what, what we never want an operator to do is carry the whole business around in their head. It's crazy making and the business will get to a point where it will make you crazy, you know, especially if it's scaling, especially if you have a CEO like Decora, who I believe you guys are going to like shift so much in the legal industry that the waves aren't even being felt yet, but like there's a little tremor already, you know? And when I look at where this could go, I, the more you're willing to release, Ashley, the more you're willing to let go, the more you're willing to coach rather than understand everything. And the more you're willing to help and support, that's, that's how this business is really going to grow. So I'm extraordinarily excited for you. You actually gave, gave me the words right there. Uh, the, a huge shift has been the, just me having the realization that so many things live in my head and I need to get them out of my head and into other people's heads or into processes, into documents that I need to get all of this knowledge that I've built over the last three years out. Yeah, so awesome. Congratulations. Um, I know you had anxiety. That was brilliant. Thank you. Um, Christos, let's hear. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of what Ashley said, honestly, because um, and going back to what I said earlier with Vienna, that conversation that we had, where she was like, we have to learn to get Christos in the passenger seat, which meant just that, you know, starting to offload, starting to trust other people with certain responsibilities. And like, it was, it was just like last week that I did this finally. It's such a small task. Like I know every operator has at least one of them, but it's this stupid little task that has a bunch of steps that you're like, I could train someone how to do this, but it's so like, it's so granular that I'm like, I'll just take care of it myself, you know? And, and you know what it was? It was uploading the Zoom video to the, to the court's portal, right? That, that's what it was. So I'm sitting here holding, good. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm holding on to this like silly little task. And then finally uh, we hired someone to come on and help in the delivery side of things. And he goes, Hey, I saw in the SO or in the 4R that I need to uh, be uploading the live call. And I got like the biggest sense of excitement because I was like, I'm making a video and I'm handing this off. You know, <laughs> like it was such a small thing once again, but, but overcoming that and understanding that even, okay, if I'm doing that with something small, what else am I doing that with? Mm. Heck yeah. So, so what has it been like for you taking that realization that like, by the way, it's not just you, this is one place where entrepreneurs and operators are the same. We will all hang on to some ridiculous thing in the business way too long. Like every one of the operators is like, oh yeah, I know what it is for my CEO. You know, like all of us do this. And so um, what has it been like? First, I just want to acknowledge something intense because what you've done is not only figured out you could offload this thing, but now you've taken a step back, taken that perspective and said, where else can I apply this? And again, like I told Ashley, what I'm hearing is you are building the instincts and the muscle memory of letting go and really letting somebody else do things. So what has it been like for you taking that realization and looking at the business? It made me realize that there's a lot of things that, that need that, that TLC. And, and that's really what I think it is, is like, is, is just, um, literally TLC, like giving it some tender loving care, you know, and like really thinking about it and not just, um, not just like, kind of saying, oh, it's not important or it's not important for me to do that. There's more important things for me to focus on rather than delegation, right? And 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 I think that that's a huge part of it is like delegating isn't isn't an easy task. Like, for example, we just hired someone that was supposed to help our success coach, but he came on and it ended up being a difficult time for our success coach because she had to train him. He wasn't great with instruction, all that. So delegation, I think, especially for operators is like, we have so much going on that in order to delegate, it takes a lot out of us. Um, but doing that with something so small makes you feel the reward of, holy shit, I got rid of, sorry, I got rid of this task. Right. And so now I can take that little, so, okay. I'm going to tie it into this. I just read a book. I highly recommend everyone read it. It's called Irresistible. And he's talking about addictions and technology and all that stuff. Um, he talked about this guy who ends up having really, really bad Parkinson's. And he can barely walk. 
And one day he gets out of bed, he, he goes to, to kind of like move his legs. He kind of just like moves his legs and he noticed his shoe was in the way. So he had to lift his leg over the shoe, right? And he hasn't been able to take a step in six years, but he sees the shoe and his brain associates a small task, a small goal, right? To overcome that shoe. And so he stepped over the shoe and, and then he took another step and he blew himself away. And so he started carrying around objects to throw in front of himself to force himself to step over it, to train his body again, to start walking. Right. And so that resonated so hard with me because in this exact situation, I did that one, I took that one little step that now I'm like, oh, if I keep taking these little steps, that's going to get me where I need to go instead of thinking it as, as one big step. Right. I love that analogy because what I just heard you say is for an operator, giving stuff up is as hard as a person with Parkinson's to walk. And I totally agree. I've worked with operators for a long time and it like it is that significant of an accomplishment for the personality type to say, okay, now we're going to start giving this away. Right. So congratulations. All right. I've got one last question and then Haley and I are going to do a Q and a around the operator and CEO relationship. So um, this one's, this one is, is probably going to be a little easier for you because you guys are good at this type of question. So what, if you had one piece of advice to give somebody new to the program, what would that advice be? Ashley, you want to start? No. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. Uh, I I was like, no pressure at all. I'm supposed to be good at answering this question. (laughs) if if there was one piece of advice that i would give someone that was new to the program was that the question yeah start somewhere anywhere just start somewhere it's like dig in and get started it's a lot and um especially from an operator perspective you we're either perfectionists or recovering perfectionists, most of us. And so, of course, we want to do all of it immediately, and we want to do it all exactly the way that it's supposed to be done. And it is very, very difficult to start implementing a program that you don't fully understand yet. I still don't fully understand it. I still know we're not doing the waterfall exactly the way that that you would do it. Um, and that's hard. It's hard to overcome that and acknowledge that it's it's never going to be finished, it's never going to be perfect, um, but you can get to a point where um, it feels good and it's it's helpful. Um, yeah. And work work within the timeline that you can or that you have with the within the constraints that you have, and just start somewhere. That's awesome. I love that. For, for operators, for CEOs, like the mantra in this program, it's like, trust the process because it will give you progress over perfection. There's no such thing as a perfect business. Remember, like, just remember, every time you start thinking perfection, think closed business. Like really, because the more we strive for perfection, the more we become a perfect business that's out of business with no problems, no customers, no team members, that, that thing's perfect. That's the only way you perfect a business is to shut the thing down because the second it's open and operating, stuff's broken. So that was, I love the answer, actually. Um, can I come to you next, Alice? Yep. I was thinking about what made the process really easy when I first started implementing the cadence and it was... I think the greatest thing that you could do um, as a team is have the CEO and operator support each other. When the operator needs to introduce a new process or system, the hardest thing is to get buy-in and having leadership buy-in from the highest point, someone that already champions it is just a great way to lead by example because it's already, it's already a green light for people to follow. And if they're doing it, it makes everything easier. So having Vanessa every time get excited about the things I was introducing made my process so easy. That was half the work for me because I wasn't the only one trying to convince not even the CEO, but everyone else as well. So getting the CEO on board and having the uh, CEO buy-in is probably the greatest piece of um, help I've ever gotten in this program. Yeah. Yeah. So having that support, like you, you tactically are implementing it, but then strategically this CEO saying, this is important and this is what we're going to do. Oh, I love that. That is such great advice. Christos, what would you, uh, what would you offer? 
keep it simple, stupid. Because <laughs> like that's that's how I that's like what I felt like. I was thinking like if I was hovering over myself when I first started the program, what would I tell myself? And like that's what it is because I think as operators, like having that perfectionist in us, we tend to overcomplicate things. And so I think that that was a big thing for me. And, and I remember like going on my first support call. I'm like, Diana, this, 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 this. She's like, okay, did you do the operational stability checklist? I'm like, no. She's like, all right, start there, right? So simplifying it down, like really, yeah, just keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> um, and Adam, the great advice, by the way, just just don't overcomplicate it. And, and you know, for, for operators, like, I think we've actually heard this on this panel. Sometimes you create the complication in your head when the process is rather simple. And so follow the process, trust the process, don't overthink it, just execute it and it will give you progress over perfection. So such a great answer. Adam, same, same question. What advice would you give yeah. or what do you wish you knew now that you, you would have known starting? Uh, keep it bite-sized and protect your time. So I have it on my calendar every day starts with sharpen time. I start my day in sharpen. I started in the cadence working through continuing to just nip away at little things that need implemented yet and protect that time that is on the coaching calls. Like if you think you don't have a question, go back to your momentum planner, find out what you're uncomfortable with yesterday. That's your question. <laughs> That's so good. So good. So, so yeah. Like, and, and so you would say, so Adam, tell me when you say protect the time on the coaching calls, is that blocked on your calendar? It's completely blocked. It, you can't book a time on like my booking link. That's blocked. It's that's my time. Such good advice. I would actually recommend that for every operator that you just block that time as either time to get on the coaching call or personal time, but leave that time. And when I say personal time, it's personal time for you to execute, you know, every operator executes. And so there's stuff that you're doing. And so block that time and either jump on with my team and let them support you. And I, Adam, 100%, whenever somebody says, I don't have a question, I'm like, then you're not answering the momentum planner because everybody's uncomfortable somewhere and it doesn't matter where you're uncomfortable. You can jump on with my team, whether it's personal, whether it's business, it doesn't matter. They will help you work through it because that's what we do. We help people work through the, the constraints that they feel in this system. So such great answers. Um, this operator panel has been extraordinary. The four of you, um, I know this is uncomfortable and I know that it's not easy and I know it's outside of your comfort zone, but this was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Like everybody who's in the room here, if you could just take a second and put a comment in the chat for this panel, maybe for a specific person or for the panel in general, operators um, have a really hard time taking feedback like this. So let's just pile it on as much as we possibly can right now. Like, what did you get out of this or give them a compliment or something? Because I've done a lot of operator panels and this is one of the best ones we've ever had. I just want to honor and thank all four of you for saying yes to Deanna and for stepping into a place that makes like maybe your cheeks get a little hot and causes some heart palpitations and anxiety, but showing up in a way that I feel like you gave every person in this entire event momentum. So thank you so much. Let's do some, uh, some, some silent applause, man. I can't wait till these make noise again. Um, so, so good. Hey there, this is Eddie Kirk with Alex Sharfin's team. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the momentum podcast. Listen, if you're ready to take the next step, if you're ready to understand the systems and processes and frameworks that we teach entrepreneurs to grow and scale their business with confidence, we're ready to help you. If you go to billionairecode.com right now, you can get on a call with a member of our coaching team and find out which one of our coaching programs best fit the needs of your business right now. We know that when you are clear on where you're going and you're excited about the outcome, you will put the accelerator pedal to the floor and you won't let up. Let us help you get into momentum, grow and scale your business, and make the impact that you've always known you should. Go to billionairecode.com right now to get started. We'll see you there.